Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to another edition of the SPT podcast with myself, Stuart Marshall, and my absolutely sometimes awesome but always there good colleague. See <laughs> <laughs> me, how you doing, Stu? That beautiful <laughs> intro is so kind of you. <laughs> yeah, I said sometimes. I said sometimes. It's like a whole thing. And in the left corner. Uh, yeah, so I think we'll start working on some kind of nice little introductions. We'll have to just introduce ourselves and make it a bit more theatrical. <laughs> or, or maybe I just will. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, start singing, Stu, for the whole for the whole show. Why not? Make it entertaining. I, I am down. I am absolutely down. In fact, uh, after this, actually, I actually have uh, another band practice or band oh, practice. Cool. That sounds so uh, weird. Uh, rehearsal. So, yeah, um, that's this evening. So hopefully my voice... Uh, doesn't get too ruined by just chatting, chatting, chatting. Uh, I can't guarantee, obviously. But how are you? How are things? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, been busy, very busy. Um, I've not, phys- not physically seen you now in probably three weeks, maybe four weeks. Um, it was on track that last track session we did. Yeah, I'm trying to think when that was. But yeah, yeah, so it's been a while now. So obviously, the world of everything is opening back up massively. So you're a busy, busy boy. Yeah, 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 I'm all over. Like even this morning, I was in the car at half eight, going over to Derby uh, to do a training session with a footballer. Um, really interesting. He's an older guy. Uh, I'm not going to name him, um, but basically, he's got trials with so many championship teams, um, but they can't do the trial. Like they're not letting him go to the club to do the trials. At first, they were going to, but now that they're playing Fred Leeds, they're like, oh no, we can't because of COVID restrictions. Yeah, it's a bit strange. It's no, strange. it is all a bit strange. I mean, to be fair, um, obviously, because all the academies are going back back now, actually. And funnily enough, I actually mentioned that because uh, one of the guys who I've had over some of you, you've seen him actually down on the fields with us sometimes. Um, he's an under 18. He's gone back to the academy, and uh, since he's gone back, he's been moved into play into the the first team. So he's been oh. mirroring and in the squads and. He's, he was named, didn't get to play in a, in a, in a recent friendly. I'm not going to name the name or even the club because you'll be able to work it out super duper easy. Um, and that's not fair on the lad. Uh, he's still developing. But yeah, he's because obviously he was really worked on his fitness, really worked on his uh, playability and all that kind of stuff. So he kind of managed to show off a little bit, you know, impressed that he'd actually done all this training over the over the break. That's and, good. Um, good. Yeah, so he's been rewarded a little bit. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? He could get his full-time contract, which would be absolutely awesome and, you know, sets that yeah. guy up for his, for his future. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the guy I went to see today, he's basically one of these guys that gets niggles, the, the same niggle every season. No matter oh, how okay. much he does, no matter how much he does, and it's just like, I treat him, and he, I said to him the other day, I went, look, can I come and do a movement patterning session with you, including a sprint session? Let me, let me just do that for you. Went there today, he did zero pain, zero niggles, which he normally gets. We did a whole two-hour session. He did 10 40-meter sprints. He did four 60s, and then he did 10 20s, like all together, um, with other bits in between. Zero pain, zero anything, and we rectified everything in the warm-up. That's fair play, fair play. That's, like, a, that's, that's, a, that's quite a volume session, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so... It, um we had his little kid with us as well who obviously just wanted to try and beat dad so that was really yeah. quite interesting so yeah he just wanted to do much um it was like i said it wasn't a sprint session 
it's more about adjusting how he moves. Yeah, I get and it. All the things he's been taught from when he was at a premiership. He started getting the niggle when he was at, with a premiership football team. Yeah. Um, he saved them from relegation. And then they got a new S&C guy in and just made him a robot because he's short, fast, accelerating striker. And they just made him a robot. And then they kept telling him that his anterior pelvis, oh, that tilt is going to get you injured. You need to be in posterior tilt. You need to be in more of a neutral. Bearing in mind, this guy was 28 at the time. He's had 28 years of doing that. And you ain't of... changing much at that point. And then they tried to. Oh, I guess Not what? successfully, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Then, it's it's then, strange, then, isn't it? Because obviously everyone has an optimum movement pattern. There's there's, there's what you class as like the, the as, as an A pattern that you want to aim for, but it has to be restrained by what the mechanics and the physicality of the person you've got. Why would you? Yeah, yeah. Everyone, you see a little, uh, 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 you know, someone put something on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook saying, look at this shape. This is the, this is the shape. This is the yeah. position. And everyone goes, uh oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. This is not the head, <laughs> oh, I'm going to take a picture of my athlete doing that. Look, they must be fast because they hit that exact same shape. <laughs> yeah, but is it right for that person? And, you know, it's yeah, just silly. Exactly. But you know what? Um, it's funny you mentioned actually the, the volume that you put there because and you said about, and it's quite trying to re pattern the individual because that's actually yeah. kind of what I want to talk about, right? Okay. Yeah, it, it, it leads into it slightly because. We're going to talk about speed development theory, right? Now, mm-hmm. speed development theory is what exactly, right? So most people will talk about speed and they go, okay, yep, let's just go sprint, run fast, run fast, yeah. over and over and over again, right? Or we've got these massive debates about minimum effective dose, you know, maximum effective dose, optimal effective dose, blah, 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 blah. But the reality comes down to a little bit is dose of what exactly? Yeah. You know, dose dose of what you know. We could say minimum effective dose, and we've we've seen you know out there people like Tony Holler who will say you go out there and you do three sprints of ten meters flies, and that is it. That's it. That's it. Twice a week, boom, that's it. You're done. Minimal effective yeah. dose, right? We'll come into the other elements of that later on, but that's fine. And then you'll have people who will say we had we had you know uh, Coach Banter on, uh, was yeah. you know who then will suggest something more concurrent or more. Uh, critical mass so you're doing volume around yeah. close to the race distance then you'll get your people who will say other stuff and then they go all sorts of stuff basically dose is dependent on a few factors now then there's massive arguments about what is right and what is wrong and it's funny enough that I'm on, I was on Twitter earlier and there's a guy on there who most people will know in the sprints world if they are he's around the place and he's you know he's got a few uh, things but David Marius and he put in there I've come to the conclusion that Okay, I used to believe that doing minimum effective dose, short, fast sprints was the only way to develop speed. I've now come to change my mind, right? And that's kicked off a bit right. of debate. Now, I'm not looking at the debate now. I've not seen how it's gone. So that's that. It's still current. I'm not sure if it's <laughs> even if it's even being discussed or people just dismissed it in, in its entirety, right? But here comes, here, here it is, right? So speed development. Speed development for me, and yeah. I think it's been advised by a few people in the past or, you know, to find a thing about, comes in uh, uh, a try, try, not triphasic, uh, just a triple, a triple, a triple element. Okay. Yeah. Um, think of it as a Venn diagram. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So one, one of those circles is neural, right? Yeah. So exactly. C- CNS, CNS, right? Now, 
you could call that you kind of Tony Hower, right? All we're going to do is hit the CNS system, bang, fast as you yeah. can, right? We then have another circle, right? Which is your physiology, your capacity. Mm -hmm. And that includes your physical strength, muscular, gym-wise, or even your running ability, your your physiochemical, physiological kind of responses. And we can call it maybe like your critical mass or your concurrent system, yeah? Where there's a bit more running, involved yeah. okay or, or that sense then we have another circle right and this one is your sensor motory right this is how you move your body we can call it technique we can call it yeah. uh, spatial awareness your reactivity to the floor your perception of landing on the floor and all that yeah. kind of that kind of stuff right now each one of those can develop speed all right so you can max out one of those elements. and we've seen we you know, we can say it again already. We know there'll be areas of people's training that will max out one of those to the absolute extreme. All right. So you can consider it. So Tony Holler, for instance, will max out the CNS. Yeah. Yeah. So they max it out quite young. I will say, you know, a high school, it's a high school coach, but that does work. We're not, we'd never say it doesn't work. Right. So yeah. but that is one element. So you'll have athletes who will, you know, they've got, they've got a tank of CNS that they need to develop and that's what they'll work on. Then you have other athletes who are just machines yeah they'll yeah. they'll do 200s after 200s after 200s or they'll do 350s or whatever right and these are the people who you deem as your speed endurance or your special endurance specific endurance athletes right yeah. and then normally termed as your 400 meter athletes right they're normally 200 400 athletes yeah that's historically old, old school term and then you'll have new new age athletes new age athletes yeah new athletes, new age coaches a little bit so people like your franz bosch Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe even people like Jonas, for instance, who will work on your your technical ability to to, to execute your positioning, reducing um, your ground contact, making sure that you're hitting these certain shapes, making sure that your reco heel recovery is correct, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, in learning, you know, that kind of oh, I almost said it, then I'm going to say it. oh god, no, I'm not going to say it. Uh, there's a there's a word that I just <laughs> don't like saying. Um, <laughs> everyone seems to say it when they want to sound clever, but I'm not going to say it. Um, but yeah, so basically we're trying to teach, uh, their athletes to get hit for certain positions, to feel their way around. They'll do a lot more reactivity drills, for instance, little mm. bits of skipping off of different heights and things like that, getting the body more, uh, stiff and perceptive of what the floor's happening. We talk a lot about, um, co-contractions and things like that and yeah. setting things up and we're teaching the body those elements. They spend a bit more time in that area. Right. Yeah, they tend to be the people around pre-contraction. So before you're hitting the ground, making sure the foot is strong to reduce yeah. that contact, those type of people, yeah. They want to think about more about pretension, yeah, physical awareness, right? Yes. Developing that sensory perception of where they are in space, right? Which is perfect. Which is really interesting because, Drew, like when you when you talk about, like we have talked about these pre-season or during season sessions for football and rugby and basketball on when they try and develop speed, they tend to either go the CNS occasionally, yep. or but most of them go down the technique route. They go down this neurolog um, this um, movement. Sensory, yeah, yeah, um, and they're missing. They tend to they dip into that nervous system because they're training it, but not to the extreme that we see, such as Tony Holler and yep. his method of feed the cat. But you don't really see them go towards the actual critical mass side of things. 
So they're missing a big, big chunk, aren't they? When you and that's, and, that, and that's, that's the bit where they really got people to kind of consider, to be honest with you, because, yeah, you have these three uh, tanks that are all there, but you have to ignore them as individual silos. And that's the, I think that's the bit that uh, people kind of get... Um, trapped into yeah so this is my speciality i'm a movement specialist i'm a sensor motory specialist and this is how i'm going to develop my athletes right yeah and not and as, uh, the people i mentioned before by the way so jodas and and franz bosch are, you know i'm not putting them into this <laughs> isolation module by the way yeah, but not. you'll get people who who will do that and same with the uh the physiological team you know don't consider anything else. Don't consider the CNS development or the or the, the sensory motor capacity. And then again, you get people who who predominantly focus only on CNS. Yeah. And then and then what they what they what they're missing out on is the other two silos, right? But these things, sorry, other two tanks, they're a Venn diagram. They all need to slightly overlap in order to get your optimum performance right in the middle, right? Okay. Now, what that means is it doesn't mean you you top out all three. Because that's going to be impossible, right? That's this way you need mm. to know your athlete. But there has to be, you know, realistically for you know top level, even the smallest element of that tank is still going to be way above half. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm with you. And yeah. obviously, that you're depending on the type of athlete that you're you're naturally dealing with, what their natural gifts are. Yeah. That Venn diagram has to move where are you going to put more focus yeah yes then we go into like a spider diagram don't we so we've got a venn diagram and a spider. so you start yeah. off with the venn diagram right these are the yeah. three elements of speed theory okay yeah what can we do in each one of those that help that coach an athlete right so what what's in my capacity what can i do for my uh sensor motor stuff what do i even know how to develop then we do cns then we got the other ones and then we'll start doing it more of a spider diagram as you said and go okay which one does the athlete lean more towards in their natural ability yeah yeah, yeah. but that spider diagram cannot just be whoosh all the way on one side and that's that's the point but it helps to identify uh the strengths of that athlete and also the weaknesses of that athlete mm. and then you can start making that spider diagram as you know a little bit bigger a little bit bigger year on year on year on year on year and that's what you're aiming to do i mean there's there's a recent um uh instagram post actually uh and again i oh, don't need to say who it was to but basically so about talked about an athlete who had done very very little speed work between races and ran faster okay right? but we're looking at a two-week snapshot yeah okay so the, yeah they did do predominantly one of those silos for that entire two weeks right okay but you have to consider the nature of the race so the nature of the race itself was more of a cns demanding race so well, well yeah it's, it's hitting your cns and then it's hitting your critical mass because you're running the yeah. race distance aren't you yeah <laughs> and i think what, what people need to kind of almost understand as well that during a racing season when you're in the middle of races you don't want to be doing the exact same training or to some degree, you know, the, the same kind of uh, silo yeah. as you would be within that race because that's yeah. hitting it for you already. OK, so you can overflow that that tank. And that's where we start getting injuries and overtraining and certain things like that. So you've got an element there. So let, let's, for instance, 400 meters, 400 meters is obviously predominantly going to be in the physiological side of it. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot more muscle endurance requirements. There's a lot more uh physiochemical requirements that are going to be that are going to fetch so in the meantime if you've got races that are quite close together you can move away from that because you're getting the hit from that 
and then work on perhaps the CNS or even so, yeah, uh, the neural and the sensor motor sides of things. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And you know, I know on here, Stu, we have uh, took the mick out of Feed the Cat, the Tony Holler Feed the Cat, but he does change when he's in race season. He actually does his lactic when he has his high schoolers racing. Yeah, he has he has the lactic just uh, very very slightly pre racing. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, let's be honest. Right now, feed the cats is not just predominantly only neural. No, they they do yeah. their physiological side outside of his training. So yeah, he hits them with a neural. They get their physiological elsewhere. The only bit that you could probably say isn't hit within that that program would probably be the sensor motory stuff. Right, but then he'll say the claim would there would be that they do an X factor, X factor inverted commas, um, yeah, which is their plyometrics day. But it's plyometrics, so yeah, we are going to get reactivity and and so on and so on and so on. But there's no technique work there. But that's 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 something you know that's another discussion. Um, I I the reason why he does two weeks again is probably going to be some uh physiological response that you need two Mm -hmm. weeks pretty much to respond to uh mitochondrial adaptation for uh glyglotic system. But that only works when you've already got an aerobic system in place, which, of course, they do have from their yes. sports. So, yeah, that, that's the element there. Um, but, yeah, so basically that's what I discussed that in all honesty, and that is pretty much it in a nutshell. The three elements of speed, yeah. neurological, physiological, sensor-motory. They're all independent but need to cross over and become a Venn diagram for optimal performance, which is in the middle. You can't neglect all of them in order to optimize yeah. your athlete. And it's true, I'd, I'd, I'd argue as well that you can't, you can't just focus on one during certain parts of the season, can you? You have to dip into bits. Obviously, one like yep. your CNS will be reduced during your typical winter training, won't it? You know, you're, you're going to still dip into it because you don't want to lose that CNS firing, that speed element, depending, like, when, even when you're doing a long to short, typical... 80s sprinters training you know you well yeah have, i mean that that's a little bit where to the speed aren't you yeah. but you're not going to um you're not hitting that cns constantly no you're i mean that's that's someone like athlete, what right? like ryan mentioned to be fair that although his main bulk of session and we do it ourselves as well i mean the main bulk of session will be will be this will be whatever the session is predominantly a little bit further than in distance towards race um specific endurance for, for instance yeah However, like two sister four 150s or something uh, well, that wouldn't that would be a little bit different but yeah um but <laughs> that that session does kick off yeah with, with accelerations you know um there's a, there's a there's a part a you know we do there's the drills again the drills themselves are are what they are the sensor motory part of the speed development right yeah so we get a lot of people who say about um coaching technique and things like that but you've got to consider what what warm-up what warm-up are you actually doing right now because that is your technique work that is your physical capacity of developing your proprioception yeah yeah so proprioception is a sensor motory skill so when we're doing a particular drill and you can see people who are coordinated and not coordinated this is your technique work okay Technique work isn't necessarily about, oh, let's put your knee exactly here every single time, put your ankle here every single time. It's about improving your capacity to be coordinated. Okay, There is an element of auto-regulation 
or is it auto regulation? Is that what we're going to call it? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Auto regulation in regards to your physical capacity and technique that is limited by your musculoskeletal system, right? So yeah. long legs will look a certain way when they run. You know, long arms will look a certain way when they run. You know, yeah. Uh, someone in an anterior tilt or posterior tilt, rounded back, whatever, they will all have characteristics that are down to their musculoskeletal system that they have as a, as a person. And your body will self-optimize, oh, I like that word, self-optimize around yeah. that, that, those physicalities and those restrictions 100%. just by you learning and going through your own physical capacities and uh, improving your proprioception. Yeah. yeah. That is your technique work. That is your technique development. You know, we, we look at wickets and wickets are self-regulating as well, self-organizing um, for a particular reason. You you have a constraint that restricts certain things and will stimulate your uh, uh, your system in order to do certain things, but your body will self-regulate and self-automate its system around how you are at coordinating. That's, yeah. techni that's technique development. And then you add other things that will bring in the sense of motor stuff. So people need to realize that, yes, doing drills and doing drills a certain way, and sometimes when they're changed, okay, and that includes changing the order of drills. That's a shout-out to some of my athletes who, when I change the order of athletes, get, get a little bit arsy. Um, because, <laughs> of course, we get used to certain things, right? Yeah. Uh, early this year, I completely changed our warm-ups. Um, yeah. Brought in A's and B's. Not A's and B's, not A's and B's. This is in a, a series of scenario. B series is a B series scenario. Because it changes up how you have to use your mind rather than just going through the motions and therefore start stimulating the neurological side of things again and therefore makes you have to learn a new pattern. And therefore what we're doing, we're stimulating the sensory motor side of it, improving your uh, proprioception and therefore improving your technique. You make it sound so simple. It is simple though, isn't it really? <laughs> it really is, yeah. It a is. lot of people try and overcomplicate things and will try and go on Instagram trying to be uh the gurus you know oh look at this yeah. i could write you a 12 page essay on blah 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 blah. and the reality is it's just running <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's running fast obviously there's there's obviously a lot of nuances and a lot, a lot of science and technical stuff behind it, but there's no need to be a guru about it it is mm -hmm. just the three elements of speed work on work on all three optimize your athlete perfect yeah so I'm, I'm going to leave that right there in before I go on another yeah. rant about... No, I like it. Thing. Um, yeah, no, I do... short and sweet one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. I don't know, it's about half hour still, so it doesn't matter. I still chatted more than we should have done. Um, I'll put this into the show notes as well, and I'll put the, the, the three elements of speed and a little bit of a description about those, and obviously a picture of a Venn diagram and a spider diagram for anyone who just questions what they are, which is fair play. Um, but you as a coach or you know as coaches and it's something that i started to do last year and will continue to do is actually draw out a venn diagram and a spider diagram for your athletes at the start of winter or whenever i just work out roughly you know what what do i need to do and you can group athletes that are certain scenarios together you know and little things like that like it okay brilliant well that is another edition of that and we are done <laughs> So thanks for your time, Aiden. No, thanks, Stu. That was really good chat. Really interesting. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sports Performance Training Podcast. 
If you like it, please give us a subscribe and share amongst your friends or anything like that. And of course, give us a positive review. Uh, we really appreciate that. And we will see you next time for another edition of the Sports Performance Training Podcast.